Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. All right, welcome in to Libservative, the show with two intellectual idiots that will be called a fascist Nazi right-winger and a baby-killing libtard in the same breath. I feel like we're the only show on the internet that does that. He's Corey Walsh. He is Dan Griffin, and actually it's funny. Was that a, great, was that a good explanation? It just came to me as we were going on air. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 pretty good. Like we 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 piss off everyone because we like to add nuance to the conversation. It hurts. We hurt people's feelings a lot. It's okay. It's not. A, it's not an ego thing. It's I not swear. personal because we might hurt your feelings. You might skew left, but don't worry. Hang out for fifteen minutes. So we're going to make people on the right cry. Oh it's yeah, cool. we we're gonna we're gonna shit on conservatives hard here. But first, uh, we have to shit on liberals. Sorry. So we're saving yeah. the best for last, kids. <laughs> we're saving <laughs> the best for last. We kids. even get started, Dad. Uh, uh, you had some make po- sure to oh, like, yeah, go ahead. follow, and subscribe, Conservative. We are found on all of your social media and podcast platforms. We are found on Facebook at Libservative. We are on Instagram and Twitch at Libservative Pod. We are on TikTok at Libservative Podcast. You can reach out to us directly at Libservative Podcast or Libservative Pod at gmail.com. You can read our transcripts for our monologues at libservativepod at dot wordpress.com. And did I miss any of them, Dan? I don't know, but your uh, your your monologues about mayonnaise, so that's gonna be good. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be spicy, but it's about as spicy as mayonnaise. But it, could, could it be spicy mayonnaise? That's a thing. Spicy mayonnaise? Yeah, it's fucking delicious. You never had spicy Ugh. mayonnaise? A little sriracha? And in you're, there? You're, are you the type of guy that adds raisins to the? <laughs> To the salad because to, you want to make it to the chi- e- exceptional to the chicken salad. No, never raisins, dried cranberries. Dude. <laughs> Come on, what I look like a sociopath? <laughs> Jesus, put raisins in the salad. Nobody eats raisins except old people and little children. You either have to be at the beginning of your yeah, life. Yeah, you're, you're, you know what? You're not wrong because my son eats the shit out of raisins, yogurt covered raisins, but he he just loves them. But he's going to get over that soon because he will soon be out of diapers. It's my theory that you only eat raisins when you're in diapers. Beginning of life, end of life, that's it. What about prunes? Same deal. Unless you have trouble shitting, then you might need to eat some prunes. That's one of my old pickup lines, Dan. (laughs) Do you have any prunes? How about a date? I didn't realize you were trying to pick up cougars of that age, Corey Walsh, but uh, here we are. (laughs) I'm talking about, yeah. Like, yeah, actually, I do. They're in my fridge. <laughs> Keeps me regular. So <laughs> cranberry juice so that there's no uh, UTIs. They're good to go. I've never even ate a date. I just heard that pickup line once. And I thought it was hilarious. Never had dates? I've never had a date, no. Never, I mean, never. I've been on dates. I've never ate a date. Oh, oh I might, thought you were talking about dates. You, the, might, you might end up on the FBI watch list if you eat a date. That's very, very true. Yeah. yeah. Well, not anymore. It's mostly just idiot white people that end up on the FBI watch list these days. They've changed, <laughs> they've changed their targeting category demographics. No, it's the FBI that ends up on the FBI watch list. That's right, Dan. yes, which is mostly white guys. So, 
It's, uh, so my point is still made. My point is yep. still made. What's what's new, Dan? Uh, I am. I'm having myself a nice old fashioned this evening. Have you? Are, nice. how, how far into the bag are you? I'm like an eight. I'm like an eight in the so, bag. I was sitting outside, you know, just doing a little bit of show prep. Drink. I drank a couple of champagne and beers, and I was feeling fine. And then my third wind bottle of bourbon deceived me, Dan. And it looked like there was only a little bit left. And I was like, okay, you know, like that's one more drink. And I poured it off like a blind pour. I didn't really look. I just, before I knew it, there was a lot of bourbon in my glass. So I am. Peeking into the bag right now, but within probably 20 minutes, I'm probably going to have my whole head inside of it, oh, okay. and someone's going to be running up trying to pull it off so I don't suffocate myself. I'm like an eighth, so you, you'll catch up. <laughs> an eighth? An eighth out of what? I'm like an eighth into the bag. I measured okay. it. In you c- measured the bag? In like centimeters, I'm, I'm switching to metric. Uh, you, you unpatriotic son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Corey... Your son is having some potty training adventures, and we thought it would be really fun to, on air, impromptu, listen, hear your story, but also compare I'd that relate it to, politics. to the U.S. government. This is going to be do a it? blast. I think we could do Can it. Can we do it? I think we could do it. He's got a great memory, this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we literally, so my son's two. He's about to be three in a couple months. We figured it was time to uh, potty train. So it's completely blown up in our faces. Literally. <laughs> no, actually, thank God. Dude, the, that's what pisses me. Okay, side note, that's what pisses me off, Dan, is this kid knows how to hold his shit and piss. Mm. He already knows. He's just being an asshole because he's, he's not three. And so we were trying to get him to go into the potty and things like that. And uh, I think he went once. But then we were doing the whole, like, the whole, like, the whole thing where it's like, nope, you just don't put any clothes on them because then they can visually see what their body is doing and then they can see the visualist, feel the body function and relate the two to where they know that that's what's happening. And he peed in the potty once. My wife texted me at work. You know, I, we sent each other gifs of like, all right, high fives, great, you know, and then I got home. Beautiful day out. I wanted to sit outside and drink a beer and do some yard work. And my wife came outside to sit and enjoy me. And we had our son outside and he had to pee. And so we mistakenly said, oh, go ahead and pee in the grass. Go over there and just go take a piss in the grass. And he did. And guess what, Dan? He fucking loved it. (laughs) So now every time my son has to go pee, he wants to run outside. And so now we're combating. So (laughs) So what's funny is like by the standards of a dog, my kid's doing great. He's housebroken. He's housebroken. He goes outside. <laughs> but the standard of a human in normal society, like that's not like I me personally, I've caught a case of peeing in public in the city of Detroit. So like I know like that's not acceptable, son. You can't do this. And it might be a personal PTSD trauma thing. But it's like, no, dude, you gotta pee in the potty. And so now we're struggling with him wanting to run outside to pee. Instead of actually using the bathroom. Yeah, it's 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 wild. And so we were trying to figure figure out a parable that relates to somebody doing something that they want versus somebody doing something that they know what they're supposed to do, but they're throwing that to the side because so it's what they want to do. I'm know. relating I'm relating CJ's urine to 
the U.S. budget <laughs> and about how so CJ is the U.S. government. His P is the budget. His P is the money. And he's always putting it where it's not supposed to go. Instead of where <laughs> it is supposed to go, he sent $80, million, $80 billion worth of P to Ukraine to fund a war that's going to get sent back to Raytheon and the rest of the military-industrial complex Dude. when he could be putting it in the toilet, which is almost literally where it should be going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, when, you, when you compare it to uh, the U.S. budget and money. So that's my parable. I, I, think, I think I was pretty close. That's a good one. It has to go somewhere, and he just keeps putting it in the wrong spot. <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. Um, and also, he just keeps, I'm, I'm he, actually, also, he also just keeps creating it out of thin air, which is also a lot like the United States budget. So I'm taken aback, Dan, because Ukraine wasn't <laughs> one of the topics of tonight. That's fine. But you are absolutely right because of the fact that this whole war of attrition that it's grinded down to over there, where it's basically trying to just wear the other person down. Has so it becomes so completely absurd because Ukraine is basically an independent island where they have no GDP right now, they have no economy, everything is completely cut off. And Russia is still making billions, if not trillions, on their oil from China and India. Yeah, and who are the sanctions hurting? And Europe. By the way, who are the, <laughs> who are the sanctions hurting? Right. Us. Us, Europe. Yeah, Fantastic. everyone who's Wonderful. fighting this war. And, like, the only chance Ukraine has in this Oh, there's war, also Nazis. Don't forget about the Nazis. Oh, yeah, there's the, there's the Ukraine Nazis also that uh, we are now allowing Nazi propaganda being sold on Amazon. What did the, Washi- what did the Washington Post say? Are there Nazis in Ukraine? Yes, but it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember. I don't even remember. Could you imagine if that... <laughs> 1940, 1941... Are there Nazis in Germany? Yes, but it's complicated. Are we funding Nazis? Yes, but it's complicated. Because you're, yeah, it's funny you say that too. Because you know they say history doesn't repeat, or history doesn't repeat itself, but it replicates always. And we were selling a shit ton of stuff to Germany. We were selling a shit ton of stuff to Germany in World War II before we got involved. So it's really funny you say that. Actually, like the audience might not find humor in that. But me, as someone who likes to look at history, that made me smile. You have to find you have to find humor in that. This show's about us, Corey. Fuck the audience. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love you guys. All Jesus. Seven of them. <laughs> yeah, I think we're up to about eighteen now. I think we're doing doing nicely. Was, it, was that a good parable? Con- c- comparing your son's urine to the to the U.S.'s to the U.S. government spending. You know, if I had twenty minutes to decipher it. And try to break it down. I could probably find flaws in it, but we'll come back in next this, week. In this moment, that is absolutely phenomenal. Please. That like it had to go somewhere, and he just keeps continually pushing it in the wrong place, knowing it's supposed to go somewhere else. You know what's a great segue here is that you are trying to prohibit your son from urinating outside, while the FDA is trying to prohibit uh, vapes from getting into the hands of American people. This is called prohibition. It does not work. Oh, we for- oh man, we forgot the first banner. I'm upset about that. We should let the people see it first. <laughs> the, U- the U.S. government needs real potty training. Anyway, on to the next topic. Uh, <laughs> so, also, real quick, yeah. I'm trying to make it a habit of uh, between segues, we uh, re- like read some of the comments and stuff like that. And Brighton Eyes, the most loyal fan we have, is here. And I just wanted to give him a shout out. 
That's huh. all. Yeah. Nothing else out there. Thanks for staying. <laughs> Everyone, would you say stay home, stay safe? No, Is that what you no, said? No, thanks for staying loyal. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for doing the minimum of just showing up. Yeah. <laughs> The FDA banning, <laughs> banning Juul, which makes no sense to me because Juul has been like the only like vape company that's at least I still don't agree with them doing this, but they like removed all their flavors and stuff. Like, it, like literally all you can get is like a tobacco flavor and uh, like mint or menthol or something. I don't know. I stopped using. Yeah, for ago. some some reason, Juul has been the uh, the bullseye for this whole anti vape movement. And we'll talk about it in a second, but Corey, Corey's got the numbers because this is ridiculous because this whole prohibition has failed before it's even taken place. And yeah. you also have the Biden administration uh, mentioning, I, I, I can't remember what I read. It's, it's pretty easy to find, but I'm paraphrasing here. So the, the Biden administration is supposedly trying to maximize the amount of nicotine in tobacco products, uh, including um, vapes. So I look at that and I go, okay. Wait, did you say maximize? I, did I say maximize? I meant minimize. They're tr- they're, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. There, there's supposed to be like a maximum amount of nicotine that these companies can put in these products, right? So I really worded that poorly. But what that tells me is... That is going to have the exact opposite effect of what they want, which is to get people to stop smoking. The rationale behind this is that it's supposed to make these products, quote unquote, less addictive. But you and I both know cigarette smokers, Corey. You and I were both cigarette smokers at one point in our lives. If I smoked they, a cigarettes for 10 years from 16 to 26. If they and put, then guess what got me off of smoking a very shitty, terrible thing to go into something that was less... less uh, detrimental to my health your vaporizer what was my vapes so here's what's stupid about that you're trying to get side people note to, you're that's to, anecdotal evidence but you're trying to get people i well i've got the same thing man i felt a million times better when i vaped than when i smoked but what makes this stupid to me is as people who used to smoke cigarettes people who know we know people who still smoke cigarettes if you cut the amount of nicotine in a cigarette in half what the hell is you what do you think that smoker is going to do Smoke two cigarettes. He's gonna pull out another cigarette and light up a second one. So you're talking about yeah, because it's a chemical people compound. Smoke more. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Because it's a chemical compound that uh, your body is building its own tolerance up to, to where it's like if you cut this arbitrary number of how much nicotine, whatever, an individual is still gonna try to hit their whatever their body is telling them they need like oh we can get into conversations about whether or not that nicotine is a crutch sure do i wish i vaped no it's a crutch i'll admit it but everyone else has crutches too and so like it doesn't matter what the crutch is but like if you well we're just going to minimize it to have it to where it's half the amount that it's supposed to be the person is just going to do double that that'll show them you know what I mean? And then like yeah, it's just it's like it's know. like that it's, alcoholic who like drinks a lot of hard liquor and then like switches to beer and but then drinks tw- like three times as much beer <laughs> and as drinks the a whole human. case of beer instead of a fifth of whiskey and all oh it's better. It's I feel <laughs> they better. They still now. get drunk that is getting fatter. <laughs> 
and drinking <laughs> yeah, just exactly. as drinking just as much booze, just consuming more of it to get to the point where they want to be. It's the dumbest thing I've heard in weeks, in days, days, definitely days, since Biden fell For off his bike. Hours, hours, <laughs> <laughs> dude. So how did that news? So side note: How did the news of Biden falling off his bike get broken to you? Was it just an article on his feed? No, you told me. Oh, is that the one that told you? <laughs> yeah, you texted me. I was just working, okay, listening so to Barry Weiss it, or some shit on my on my podcast apps. So yeah, yeah. So it's really funny that uh, that like when George Bush choked on a pretzel, it was news all over the place. Obama, I don't think actually Obama like had pretty good agility. I don't he's think an athlete, he man. He's a you ever watch that man play hoops? That's insane. Like he was, he was, he was quick on his feet. Like way, he was. Is, a, it, is it racist for me to mention to his, that a black like, president liked to play hoops? Am I allowed to say that? What'd you say? Is it racist for me to say that a black president liked to play hoops? Is that somehow a bad thing for me to say? No. If we took that out of context and said, and I took a soundbite of you saying that alone, it might sound bad. But then you could put this to me saying, like, oh wow. The first, the only president that put in a basketball hoop at the White House was Obama. He's Without good naming players. race, he's a good basketball. He just player. happened to be into basketball. Not even naming race, it sounds way less. Listen to the two white guys talk about a black president playing basketball. It's just, <laughs> this is just, this is going to go a place we don't it's want great. It to go. And I even love basketball. Like, I don't give a shit if you win it back. Like, <laughs> it's just, I have black friends. <laughs> Dude, so did you listen to the recent Fifth Element, uh, the, the recent Fifth Element uh, podcast? And they were talking about fifth, that. fifth column. You mean? And uh, the fifth column, yeah, and yeah, exactly. Not the stupid I'm, Bruce, I'm, Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about how like there's this weird conundrum in our country to where it's like if you say I have black friends, you're racist. But on the the other end of it is if you say. I don't see color. You're also racist. What if you say, I don't have any black friends? <laughs> you sound super racist. <laughs> so there's like no winning in that situation. Is there? There's no and way that's what they're that. kind of getting at. So they're like, it's kind of funny how like the spectrum of it, it goes like super like, like when someone's trying to defend their own self, they say that they're not racist. They say, well, I have black friends. <laughs> and then the opposite of it is like the old person who tries to say they're not racist and they go, well, I don't see color. Well, I'm not racist, <laughs> but no, like you hear old people go, I don't see color. <laughs> and it's like, you can say I have black friends or I don't see color as in like, I might have friends that might be black, but I'm trying to blindly ignore their culture. <laughs> I think it's you're fucked either way. I think that's a perfect time to roll into Juneteenth. But first, we'll uh, we'll read Aubrey's comment about the last segment, which is pretty great. She says, uh, "This is like Bloomberg Bloomberg ba- banning big gulps, as uh, as if you can't just buy two medium sizes. We also used it uh, in Utah with beer. Uh, it just made the beer companies twice as much money. <laughs> exactly. It's prohib- prohibition is dumb. And like, I didn't even pull up the article I was talking about because we talked about me having the numbers and stuff. And so before we go on to the next thing, I'm just going to read this. So this is from y- Yale News. This is from the, you know, like Yale University. And like, this is there. This article is based on because it was uh, in about 2019 when San Francisco banned like vapes or whatever. Flavored vapes, I believe. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. And uh, 
Find it real quick. Any, of the, uh, any Warriors fans out there can uh, can help us out here. Oh my god! I literally had it in front of my screen, and then what I. What happens when you have too many tabs open, Corey Walsh? Doofusly hit the. Yeah, I accidentally moved it. But anyway, so is uh, Friedman used data on high school students under 18 years of age from the Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance System System's 2011 to 2019 school district surveys. Prior to the ban's implementation, past 30-day smoking rates in San Francisco and the comparison school districts were similar and declining. Yet once the flavor ban was fully implemented in 2019, San Francisco's smoking rates diverged from trends observed elsewhere, increasing as the comparison district rates continued to fall. And so what they were saying, I think I'm actually, that's the summary of what I was looking for before. But so in San Francisco... When they banned flavored vapes, the the transition of teen kids switching from vapes to cigarettes doubled compared to surrounding counties <laughs> where v- flavored vapes weren't banned. Yes, yeah, so and it's, it's like- almost like these kids are just trying to be rebels and they just want to get their nicotine and get their cigarette fixed, and then it doesn't matter what the government says; they're going to do it. And because the government's getting in the way, they're going back to the more harmful substance instead of the substance that they actually originally wanted to do because it tastes better. It's nicer when you hit a vape and you smoke a vape. And when you're done, your mouth doesn't taste like shit. And <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't smell like a wet ashtray. <sighs> Look, this is it. <clears throat> it's like, okay, so you take away the vapes. They just go back to cigarettes. Like, what are you actually accomplishing? Like, let, like, even let's let's see. You know what you're accomplishing, Dan? You're accomplishing uh, big tobacco's lobbies protecting their uh, the people they're representing's pocketbook. I mean, that's fa- what you're accomplishing. Fair enough. I mean, I would I would like to think that the tobacco lobby has lost a lot of power over the years. And are you I th- fucking kidding me? No, I think it has. But the problem is, yeah. I, I I think I I think it has. But I also think it was just so powerful to start with that it doesn't seem like it's lost a whole lot. Like it hasn't been. Like- okay, okay, I see what you're saying. It's like it's like a high water mark to where it's like, if the whole town is flooding eight feet, people that are living in eight feet of water for two months are going to be like, oh well, oh, fuck, we're the down water to six feet now. This is great. Thank God we might be getting back to somewhere where we want to be. But I mean, the other point, too, is like, let's let's say let's just pretend for a second. We don't have the data on this, but let's just pretend for a second that cigarettes and vapes are equally as harmful. Because I I don't think we're ever going to find I don't think the data. Well, if cigarettes and vapes are equally harmful, then it comes down to who has the most who has the biggest coffers of that can influence the government. Yeah, and I don't think we're ever going to have... Uh, because cigarettes aren't banned and vapes are, so it proves who has the bigger lobbyists. Oh, well... Does that yeah, make sense? It's, it's a young industry. I don't know why big tobacco doesn't just suck it up and, and get into it. I think they've started to. I, I Believe me, and I'm just talking on They're going to stem the tide as much as they can until they get their foot on the right... Uh, they get their foot on the same footing as the other people. You mean like big oil and renewables? It's weird. Yes. It's almost like lobbyists stifle innovation, Dan. It's crazy. It's very strange. I cannot believe we've gotten to this point in our world, Corey Walsh. <laughs> in this economy? <laughs> I just have to throw that out there every once in a while. So much nuance. Uh, you want to you discuss Juneteenth? Speaking of uh, 
Actually, not yet, because we're still talking about this ban on tobacco. You got, you got more to say? I ran out of stuff to say. Go ahead. It's insane to me. So Friedman used data on high school students under 18 years of age from the Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance System 2011 to 2019. School district surveys. Or um, Oh, Jesus. I butchered that sentence. Let me say it again. Friedman used data on high school students under 18 years of age from the Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance System's 2011-2019 school district serve school district surveys. That sounds better, right? Prior to the ban's implementation, past <laughs> prior to the ban's implementation, past 30-day smoking rates in San Francisco and the comparison school districts were similar and declining. Yet, once the flavor ban was fully implemented implemented in 2019, San Francisco's smoking rates diverged from trends observed elsewhere, increasing as the comparison districts' rates continued to fall. And it just it just shows that like. Kids are basic. Everybody is basic and do whatever they want to do. And that government and like all we're doing, like when everyone's going to do what they want to do, when the government tries to intervene, we're just criminalizing a certain sector of people of what they want to do based on some arbitrary bullshit that they decide what they think is like against society at the moment. Would you say that, would you say, Corey, that nicotine is like guns? It's just kind of here, and we're gonna have to deal with it. Uh, some people might get hurt by it. I don't know. It's a, I don't know maybe it's a bad correlation. It just came to my brain. Uh, that's gonna be one that we're. That, that's a twenty-minute unpack <laughs> or a twenty-minute conversation of unpacking something. Well, let's, let's, because you're right. Because then you can go into well, secondhand smoke, Dan. <laughs> again, so we can really secondhand really, smoke, Corey. It's all like straight uh, bullets. Yeah, and, and that's so Aubrey just said. Tobacco companies own a huge percentage of vape stock, that's and that's what I kind thought. of what I was saying earlier when I said they're just trying to stem the tide while they get their bearings straight and they get into the vape industry. That they're going to stifle small business and fuck small businesses over while they cultivate their own vape industry and probably make them actually unhealthy. Yeah, they're going to make them as addictive as cheap, possible. Just as cheap as they can make them. They're going to taste like shit. I don't use them anymore, thankfully, but like I did. I know. I have a lot of respect for you that you told me. As I sit here and hit my vape, you told me that one day you were like, fuck this thing, and you threw it in the Bro, trash. Bro, I still suck on these uh, uh, nicotine chiclets, though, all day. I suck on those all day, so it's not like I've, I've gotten away from the nicotine addiction. Has there ever been any studies on... Uh... <laughs> like the negative like health effects of nicotine gum all i know is and this is i'm not an expert right but from the very limited research that i've done is that nicotine itself is not any more harmful to your body than caffeine it's the delivery system that's the issue from what i understand if there's somebody who's done research that on fair. this that's a little bit deeper please i'm we're no, that's fair that's fair a red bull delivering caffeine to you is way worse than a cup of coffee Right, delivery system, right? Heroin packaged and delivered by our pharmaceutical industry in a friendly pill called Vicodin or Oxycodone is way friendlier than buying heroin on the street and well, injecting it yourself. That's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody understand what I'm saying. <laughs> it's debatable. It's, it's how it's given to you, not what the actual effect is. Do you have do you have do you have any more numbers? Look, this isn't going to work. It's a stupid idea, especially like the to me the nicotine uh, limits, right? Just going to make people smoke more cigarettes. 
Again, yeah, no, I'm frustrated that you uh, saw this article that I have that's talking about it. And it's actually from Yale. And then as I'm looking at it, like you said, Corey's got the numbers and it literally didn't spew one number. <laughs> Except for the word double. So whatever the word was before that. <laughs> whatever. Corey's got the the the, the Yale read. I got right? the article in front of me, Dan. From Yale. Everyone trusts Yale, it right? It came from the internet. It must be true. I don't know. Just ask the people just ask how people feel about the Supreme Court. Um is that where Brett Kavanaugh is from? Did Brett Kavanaugh go to Yale? That's where they're all from. They're all Ivy League. Isn't that funny? Except isn't for that Amy was talking about how uh, Brett Kavanaugh literally had his life threatened, and there was a guy like trying out the, out there trying to kill him, and no one's talking about it. That's because Brett Kavanaugh spent his entire college years going up and down the East Coast doing gang rapes. You didn't know that? <laughs> That's because Brett Kavanaugh spent. 60 of 60 years of, or what 50 years of his 60 year life literally raping every woman everyone. he ever saw not even women not even just women men too from what just i understand raping everyone just raping everyone trans women all of it it's but it is it's, it's like do you crazy. remember when that shooter went to the democratic so, like was it softball or baseball oh no 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 that was a republican thing i'm lying the the, the uh the baseball <laughs> shooting I don't remember which one but you're talking about. But it's just, about. it's funny how when right-wing people go and kill people, it's all over the news. But when left-wing people try to do the same thing, it's talked about for about 24 hours. Unless you're, it, dep- it depends what you're watching. You watching Newsmax? Are you watching, uh, you watching OAN? Or are you watching Fox News, News? That's the most frustrating thing to me, man. Yeah, it sucks. And that's the most goddamn frustrating thing to me because someone's intent of actually murdering a Supreme a Supreme Court justice and everything went his way. Brett Kavanaugh would be dead right now. Yeah, and, and no one's talking himself. about it. And he was an extreme leftist, you know. And yet, when someone from the right does something, like when they go and they. Uh, Storm the Capitol. It's you, all over the news. Your, your point January is January 6th. Your point, yeah. your, your point is that there's a such thing as dangerous leftist extremism. My point is, Dan, is worthy and unworthy victims. Noam Chomsky manufacturing consent. It's like our Bible at this point. We reference right. it so many goddamn times. But it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, so my parable would be January 6th, all these people storming the Capitol, right? And we're like, oh, man, our democracy was at stake. It's uh, It's fucked. Like, like they literally could have just thrown away our whole entire government system. It was a coup attempt, but yet as somebody who is very, very sympathetic to black lives, I'm not going to say black lives matter because of the fact that we saw what the organization itself has done, mm-hmm. but someone who's very sympathetic to the idea that black lives just want <laughs> the same justice that you and I get as white males in this society that we completely ignore the fact that during a BLM protest in Washington D.C., that we had to, that regardless of whether or not you like him, our sitting president had to go into a bunker because his house was completely surrounded by protesters, ready to fuck, like all chanting, wanting to get in there. And the only thing that was the only difference was is the White House actually has a barrier fence and the Capitol doesn't. And that there was a bunch of people on the left that wanted to go out 
and literally behead and come after Trump and kill him. Yeah, your your feel your feelings a year earlier. Your feelings don't make the two things different, right? You agree with one, you agree with the other. It doesn't matter. They're they're right, relatively the same. Like relatively I said, BLM movement, the the actual like saying that like the intrinsic thing of saying Black Lives Matter, I'm a hundred percent supportive of. The organization because it's obvious, proved, Corey. It should be because, obvious. Yeah, because the organization itself has proved itself to be such a piece of shit. The same as the NRA, who the NRA is actually all these. That's funny side note. Everyone on the right who's like, oh, the NRA, they're their lobbyists that's protecting us. Guess who's the one who banned automatic weapons? It was the fucking NRA. They, well, they agreed to. They agreed to be okay with it kind of thing. Yeah. Guess when, like, as me, as an adult, the only time that, like, my weapons have been truly, truly infringed upon is under a Republican named Donald Trump, where he told me I can't get a bump stock for my AR. Bummer Nothing for you, under Corey. Obama. And what did you? Do? I know. I, I know. I know. I could give two shits. Like when it comes to a AR, a semi-automatic, my my aim is way better if I just pull the trigger versus just holding it against my shoulder. That's fine. I don't give a shit. But what I'm saying is, Republicans constantly are the ones who infringe. The Democrats make big big shouts about wanting to infringe. Like like we got to take care of gun gun control and stuff like that. But if we're going to talk about the outrage of who we're supposed to be pissed off about, it's the Republicans. Ronald Reagan himself is the one who banned long rifles and a bunch of shit in California because the Black Panthers were militarizing. And you're talking now, about you call- you're talking about establishment Republicans, right? Well, no. It was was Ronald Reagan an establishment Republican when he was the governor of California? At the time, no. Today, certainly. <laughs> Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump have infringed on your rights as a gun owner and my rights as a gun owner more than any Democrat ever has federally. Now, states, it gets a little sticky. There might be certain states where shit has gone real wonky and weird, but federally, it's been Republicans. Yeah. Donald Trump called for red flags. And that hurts. That hurts Republicans saying that because their cognitive dissonance doesn't want to actually argue that, but... Same with uh, this topic, Corey. That's right. Okay. Yep. That's perfect. Right. That's right. All right. We're, now we're, 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 now giving, we're literally flipping the script hundred percent. We we're, we're gonna give some shit to Republicans, and for those for those who want to, you like, know what? I don't even want to. I don't even want to give uh, individuals a pass of calling them Republicans. That's true. That's true. There's a bunch of You're racists right. in our country who are upset about Juneteenth for no reason at all, other than that they think that. It's hurting their in like I don't I don't know I don't know I don't understand how Juneteenth hurts anybody. Juneteenth is is such is so interesting to me because you're right. I I I would like to walk back what I said about about shitting on on Republicans as a whole because I have to tell you that even on social media the cesspool of social media I saw plenty of Republicans that were like I don't understand why Juneteenth hurts your feelings so bad like I'm a Republican or I'm a conservative and I really don't understand why this is a big deal and there were actually a lot of them so you're absolutely right about that I will say this when when you're talking about Juneteenth there there's a couple different angles I'm going to go with here, and then I'll let you respond, Corey. First of all, I don't. I, I racked my brain because I always like to give people the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I always like to 
try and find a rationalization and 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 I've I've seen like these stupid posts about how this country doesn't have two independence days or you know especially this year which really perpetuates the ignorance which was why does it have to come on father's day <laughs> when really the question should be why does father's day have to be on juneteenth but that's a different that's a different discussion and and I'm, well father's day just changes all the time that's what i mean father's day just it's like mother's day it's like easter yeah. and it's really funny because like people are like oh well jesus rose after three days on this day but yet that day changes based on the lunar oh fuck what is it i don't want to butcher this Easter changes dates because it's based on like the lunar solstice or something like that. Something, and so it's an something arbitrary to do date with the moon. It's look upable <laughs> to where Jesus dies on different days every year. <laughs> and then his rebirth three days later. <laughs> I was, and now I'm not trying to shit on any religion whatsoever. No, I, I just lost my train of thought there because I was, Oh, what I was saying was, <clears throat> I'm trying to find some sort of rationalization why Juneteenth is like a bad thing. And I can't find one that isn't just utterly. The first full moon after the vernal equinox. Was that what Michelle it was? Rodriguez nailed it. Yeah, that's what Easter is. Thank you, Michelle. It's arbitrary. Yeah. So so I'm, Jesus died on multiple days. I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm trying to get this away from Jesus, Corey. I'm looking for ways in which. Being... You, don't, what, you don't love Jesus, Dan? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm all stopped. I'm, I'm looking stopped. for ways in which Juneteenth. Jesus is coming. Hide the eggs. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm looking for ways in which you could possibly look at Juneteenth as a bad thing without there being racist undertones. And I, I don't use the word racist very liberally. I don't call people racists very often. But like, if you're pissed about Juneteenth, I don't. I cannot find a reason why it's not racist. Because, but on the other side of that coin. There is an undertone to why Juneteenth was started that is like super dishonest because it was a very, in my opinion, empty gesture by Joe Biden for our, for identity politics reasons. And it sucks, doesn't it? It because, does like, suck. It's a very solemn, it's very solemn actual date. And it should be but a holiday. And for, for the and for the assholes that want to say this country doesn't have two Independence Days, unless it fucking does. Which well, I think it you does. answered your own question, Dan. Yeah, what did I? Where? Kind of. So a lot of people not necessarily upset with the idea of Juneteenth. They saw through the facade that the Juneteenth holiday was a pandering thing for marginalized communities. So then why don't they ever say that? I don't hear them say that. Because they don't under they don't know how to articulate that because they're the same they're in the same lot as people on the left who just blindly follow Biden saying that he's a great government, a great president because well Biden nicks the deficit by 1.2 trillion. It's like yeah, that's really easy to do when you just stop handing out trillions of dollars <laughs> to to the stock market and to people. And sure. And so I guess what I'm getting back to is like, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt that it's like a lack of knowledge and a lack of history, knowing what Juneteenth is versus being enshrouded in the whole identity politics of it. There might be people like granted a hundred percent. There are people who just fucking hate black people and they're just like, fuck Juneteenth 
fuck civil rights, fuck Martin Luther King Day, whatever. White replacement, Corey, it's a white replacement. And when I say what I think you answered your own question is, we're on the side of the black community. Like we understand, like we're yeah, no, you guys have been fucked. Gerrymandering, stop and frisk, redlining. You know, like there's so many systematic things that I can say to your name for the next five minutes that have fucked the black community, right? But what I'm, but people who just see Juneteenth as this arbitrary thing that we do, that we know that it was just, uh, it's just pandering to the community. People who already don't understand that and then see it as something that's pandering to the community are going to immediately go, yeah, this is, fuck this. This is just a political stint. And they're not wrong, technically. The problem with that, Corey, the problem let's with that- really talk about what Juneteenth is. Let's exactly. break it down. That's because, and that's, that's the problem is like, <laughs> You can look at Joe Biden making Juneteenth a holiday as this disingenuous pandering gesture, I guess you could which say. Which it was. Which it was. It absolutely was. But, but at the in end the of same the day, breath, Juneteenth is a very important day because that is the day. What was it June 19th, like 18? It was, I don't know. I don't know the exact. When did the Civil War end? Because this is, we're talking about two years after the Civil War. It ended in six, so, It ended in 63. Or, okay, I or thought January that's what it was. I didn't want to say it. And so in 65, June 19th, 1865, in Texas, is the date that anyone who lived in America became a free citizen. And that's a super important date because let's be honest, there was millions of yeah, millions of black people in our country who did not understand like, real like not even realize or know but experience the freedom that the rest of America. When that's, that goes back to the independence day argument, right? Like I saw that fucking idiot from Newsmax or OAN, that Jack Prova, Prova, guy, whatever the hell his name is going, this country doesn't have two independence days. Yeah, it kind of does. It kind of does. It absolutely does. Because and having a second Independence Day doesn't take away from the the first first Independence Day because the first Independence Day is what set the foundation for the precedent to create the second fucking Independence Day. Because in America, we were the first fucking country to free slaves when all the rest of the West civilization still had them. And we had a war about it. And that tells you how at odds you were about the situation that it wasn't settled in in a fucking bullshit room with a bunch of people with ties who had no no fucking connection to any of these people dude it wasn't settled I've there seen, i've seen it was so settled many, with blood i've seen so many horrible arguments about like there it's so it's so interesting because like i feel i feel like when i was looking at twitter conversations i would say definitely during the trump administration when trump would like invoke lincoln and like you would find people on the far left finding reasons to shit on Abraham Lincoln, and now only, you only because Trump invoked him exactly. And now you have people that are like talking about, hey, Republicans freed the slaves, and like you you see right wingers on Twitter now shitting on Lincoln. Like, okay, I guess everybody just hates Lincoln now. <laughs> I guess we should just take him off of Mount Rushmore. Although no president should be on Mount Rushmore. That's Native American land. In the first place. That's yeah. a different uh, I love how Teddy Roosevelt slipped himself in there when like <laughs> just because they was doing it during him. Ah, he was a great conservationist. He was a 
Okay, so I'm going to read this whole little thing by uh, Spike Cohen, who honestly has been turning into a small, like I've become like a fanboy for him. Libertarian Jesus, isn't he? He is. He's the Libertarian Jesus. Well, isn't he a Jew? So yeah, that that works. Yeah, I don't know if he's a carpenter, but he's Jewish, so it works. So he says, uh, this is actually on June 19th, so this is uh, four days ago, but he says, today is Juneteenth, the day that black slaves in Texas were informed that they were supposed to have already been emancipated two and a half years earlier. If this surprises you, it's good that you're reading this. Even after this official proclamation on June 19, 1865, it it still took as long as three more years for the final slaves to be informed that they should have been freed when a horse thief was hanged in 1868 and his his slaves were let go. But back back to that proclamation. At the end of it, it says, The freed men are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and work their wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military posts and that they will not be supported in idleness either there or elsewhere. So after nearly 250, no, so after nearly 250 years of being used for hard labor like cattle, treated like property, subjected to endless abuse and robbed of their names, their culture, their entire way of life, they are told that they should just stay where they are and not be lazy. We see a similar treatment to this day by authority figures towards the most marginalized among us. They are told that they are lazy when, in fact, occupation licensing laws, the war on drugs, and other barriers to entry have entered have rendered many of them unable to move ahead in life, having, having to choose between abject poverty or a life of crime. They are told not to be violent while the state of the state criminalizes them as early in their lives as possible, herds them into prisons to do free labor to profit the state governments and multi-billion dollar prison labor contracting corporations. They are told to stay where they are and not to resist and to do as they are told while they watch their loved ones being casually murdered by the people who presumed authority over them. They are told, essentially, that it's kind of their fault or at least that their actions haven't helped. This is gaslighting and victim blaming. Nothing more and nothing less. But that's not what this day is about. Juneteenth is a celebration of the final moment that a people who chose ancest- that a people whose ancestors were brought here in chains were told that the process of their unshackling had finally begun. It is a process that continues on to this day right now in cities around the world, and is it is an honor to help their help tell their story to others. Happy Juneteenth. <laughs> And it's absolutely true, man. It's, it is. It's a second Independence Day for a large sector of the people that live in this country who choose to, who claim to be free every day. And it's and it's and it was well said. It was well articulated, as, as Spike always is. And and even though I butchered reading it, well, it's fine. Yeah, well, they weren't your words; they were his, and you fucked them up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but cheers to that. Look, at the end of the day, it's like, dude, it's a holiday. Like it, if you don't want to celebrate it, don't if like, if you're, if you're as, if you're racist enough to actually think that this day is meaningless and it shouldn't exist, it's whatever, you say, wait, whatever. I'm going to cut you off real quick and I'm sorry, but like when you said that, like it's a holiday and if you don't want to celebrate it, don't, mm-hmm. that's literally what we tell Jewish people <laughs> about Christmas. And you know what they do? They just <laughs> they don't. They do. They just celebrate they just, their own. They just don't. 
because but we don't shit on them and try to arrest no. them and like call them racist words on but, the internet like, because yeah, they decide to celebrate their own thing. Last I checked, there's not Jewish people out there shitting on Christmas all the time. They might make jokes because Jewish people are funny, but I don't like ever see them like actually shitting on Christmas. Do but you? I've never seen a black person shitting on the way of human life of a white person. It's always a white person that does it. Why do we got to celebrate this? We're trying to quantify Christmas, these horrible people. They're just disgusting. It's a joke. Relax. Worst. Really, really bad joke, but either way. <laughs> I'm just tired of the world not being as simple as I want it to be. <laughs> In this economy? <laughs> we're celebrating Juneteenth and this and look here's the, you know what's you know what's funny the last last point I'll make about Juneteenth is the um one relatively accurate argument against Juneteenth that I saw it's still stupid but it's definitely accurate it's like well you know the corporations are just going to take advantage of this and start selling stuff Absolutely. You, you mean like every yeah. other fucking holiday? You mean like Christmas and Easter? Yeah. <laughs> like like when, when Christmas right, oh, wait, starts wait, getting wait, propagated, like What's what, it? like October 30, like like what, two weeks before Halloween, you start seeing Christmas fucking commercials? Labor Day sale. Like, oh, no. Memorial Day sale. Go we buy a fucking mattress. We might see a commercial on June 1st talking about equality. <laughs> oh, God. What was, the other, what was the other one I heard? I heard one Point more. to the spot on the dollar where Juneteenth hurt you, Dan. <laughs> I <laughs> I heard. Oh, 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 oh no! The 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 stupid trope about slavery is so long ago. I can't we just let it go. I can't we just let it go. I don't know. Uh, the Fourth of July was a long time ago. Maybe we shouldn't celebrate that fucking holiday either. You know right. what I'm saying? It's just it's just ass. Right. Why can't we just let it go? Yeah, Labor Day has way less of a meaning than fucking Juneteenth does. I don't see color, Corey. Everyone's excited about the day off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, we got to talk about what is a woman, Corey, unless you had more to add about Juneteenth. Oh, wait. You want to do your no. monologue first? Am I doing my monologue before or after? I don't know. How do you feel? I haven't read your monologue. Okay. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> Happy Juneteenth. To add context to the conversation before we dive into this very... I'll put this banner up ...very for toxic situation... Should I read my monologue first? I just put the banner up there to know what it's about. A good review of the Daily Wire's What is a Woman? A good faith review. A good faith review. Very We're doing our best. We're going to have some controversy here. So I don't know if any of our listeners actually know what What is a Woman is about. And I'm going to let you, I'm going to uh, pass the buck off onto you to explain what that shit show was going on while you get it while you get your monologue ready so what is a woman is it is was actually from a production standpoint a very well-made documentary uh by the daily wire and, and by matt walsh uh daily wire obviously super controversial uh super um super right wing uh super conservative uh these and the two biggest personalities on the Daily Wire, if you're not familiar, are Ben Shapiro, who I'm sure most of you have heard of if you listen to this show, and and also Matt Walsh. Um, two guys that Corey and I vehemently disagree with on most occasions. However, two guys that we think articulate themselves well. Um, they're not idiots. They know what they're doing. We think they often pander to the fear bases of yeah. conservatives. Yeah, we think they're too it? smart. We think that they are too smart to where they should know better to what they're doing, that they're dumbing down their own IQs for a quick buck. Yes, that's how we feel about it. 
However, we did watch this film, and Corey's going to deliver his monologue first, and then we are going to talk about what we thought about this film, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, I can already tell you there are people listening to this podcast, watching the show, that are going to turn us off just because we even bothered to watch this film. But that's what we do here. That's exactly what we do here. And uh, oh, I had something to say, but I forgot. <laughs> Did you fart? But I'm just going to read my monologue. <laughs> okay, get after it. All right. Oh, oh no! I was gonna, what I was going to say was, real quick. I'm still here. Don't Dang. worry. I headed you back to the stream. I'm still here. What I was going to say real quick was, like, after this, I'm pretty over the whole transgender conversation that we need to let it lie. I want to put this on record that after this, I'm done. I'm done. We we beat this to the pulp. And you and I, we've even though like I get that like society is still gonna argue about this for years on end, that this episode is gonna be the one that we reference to when we talk about when anyone asks us how we feel about transgender rights. It's just like just go back and listen to episode six twenty-three, twenty-two. <laughs> unless unless we get a, a voice that's not ours. We may have a guest on. Yeah, involved yep, in the community. Yep, yep, yep. That may happen, but, but I'm just I'm over you. it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with over you. it because I've just I've settled this so well in my brain that it's just I'm just so like in my own personal bias that I've settled this so well in my brain that I'm just like pissed off that the rest of the people just don't get it. It's gonna be sad. Let's put this thing to bed, Corey Walsh. Let's do it. It's with this right here is the final nail in the coffin. You ready? Monologue six twenty three twenty two. I'm going to drink some whiskey. Mm, You need it. You need every bit of it. We're all on a spectrum of sorts, from femininity to masculinity. This can be argued down to a biological point of estrogen versus testosterone. This science, coupled with the ever-expanding freedom of expression in society, has led people to find happiness in their own personal journeys. This all, of course, is an inward feeling or sense. After all, when I say happiness, that word is subjective. Personally, a glass of bourbon and an old Marty Robbins vinyl would be the retort if asked if I could describe the feeling of happiness. A marginalized bliss that 99% of you would disagree and find repulsive, but I digress. This feeling of happiness, subjective, although universal, of course, is an inward feeling or sense. One that supersedes the physical body you or I live in. A body that one's soul, so to speak, recognizes as something they aren't attached to. As evidenced by the message, if anyone can be a woman or a man, that it's a spectrum. This body isn't theirs. The body itself is something they aren't comfortable with. A sort of meat suit. So, if it's a show they they don't like, why not modify it? Some people do that and express that superficially by changing the outside of the body to reflect how they feel. Something that makes them comfortable in the very least as we collectively watch the sun rise and sink day after day. In most cases, it should be left at that, but we seem to cut across the grain of what our founding fathers intended in regard to personal liberty enjoyed in a utopia of, by, and for the people. We try to legislate each other, Box out anyone that from a different cloth, belittle, demean, and straight up outlaw anything that makes us uncomfortable. Now, I don't think people are dumb. 
A trans woman knows they have to get their prostate checked. A trans man knows he has a higher chance of cervical cancer and will go through menopause. They don't need to be reminded of that by the people they don't know, smugly asking disingenuous questions like, what is a woman? Reminding them of an insecurity they are trying to overcome. Where the dart has to land on the board for the sake of humanity is accepting people for what they want to be, accommodating even, but the reciprocation has to be that if they, even if they are in a show they completely reject, that shell is still an organism that they has been that has been engineered by billions of years of evolution, and no matter how much we accept, embrace, and even love their truths, the body they are in has been designed by the biggest truth teller, nature. Nature and all its brutality. And to think we as humans are above it in any sort of way is the biggest folly of all. In the very least, that's a truth we should be able to agree on. And so it's just, I'm at this point where we need to come to this. We, we, there needs to be a, if we want to talk about transgender people and people are completely repulsed against it, there needs to be a common ground where there's a truth and reality that both people's realities can agree with. And that the body that somebody is in regardless of someone accepts it or rejects it, that body itself is still this mechanism that they're going to use to physically do things throughout the world, whether it's sports, military, lifting things, working in a shop. Biologically, we know that men and women are different. But, at the same time, as a society, each down to the, the intrinsic person, whether it's me or you, when we talk about our bodies, I ask you in, in an objective sense, like let's say you hurt your arm. The next day I ask you, how's your arm? And you say my arm in a possessive statement to where we already get the idea. So like you say my arm in a possessive statement to where subconsciously we're already everybody here is basically in this train of thought that it's like there's this weird thing inside of us that's driving us it's our personality our ego you can talk about neurons chemical things we all have this weird thing inside of our bodies that we disassociate ourselves from our physical bodies itself and that trans people are doing the same exact thing and they're treating their body the same way anyone else is. It's just uncomfortable for society and that we need to accept people of what they think when like based on the chemical, basic, you know, like objective, trying to be objective as possible, the chemical balance in their brain. Some people get feminine, more estrogen. Some people get more testosterone, whatever they feel like in their body is definitely going to be different from this show that they're wearing. And even as us, as straight white males, we still do the same exact fucking thing when we talk about how my my body, you know, like, oh, you see this scar? Yeah, I fucked my arm up. Even though this fuck up is literally making it to where I can't rotate my wrist. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I have metal on my shoulder because I fucked my shoulder up. And it's still my body. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my body. I'm literally using this thing to navigate through the world every single day. But we all, whether we're straight, gay, or anything, we all disassociate ourselves from our body. 
Well, we think- all say, oh, well, the brain is the most complicated thing in the world. And the thing that says that is the brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like we disassociate our soul, like I said, so to speak, from our bodies. And so these people feel something that's completely different than what this physical thing that they're just walking around in. And then, like, based on biology, some people get more estrogen, some people get more uh, uh, testosterone. So it makes sense. And we have to, like, we have to understand, I think we have to come from a place of more understanding, but we also should expect the people who want us to come to them with more understanding that regardless of how you feel inside that meat shell, I'm just, you know, I'm like the meat suit, you know, like the body. Yeah, yeah. I heard the body you. you're in, regardless of if you reject it or accept it, that body is still designed to do a certain thing, whether you're a man or a woman. And there has to be a middle ground that we all come to. But you have to be a real asshole to not accept someone who is inside of that meat shell deciding that, like, I don't feel comfortable here. Well, I think I think you and I are in... You're, you and I, I think probably most of our listeners, at least the ones that actually listen and don't just call us libtards or right-wing Nazis, uh, I think we're all in agreement that a human being can do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, it's just it's just the libertarian attitude, right? The, the, the liberty point of anything. Uh, you can do whatever makes you feel more comfortable within your own body, right? Like we all, and it, and it, and it goes, it, it's, it's, it's like you said in the beginning, it's kind of on a spectrum, right? Like I don't think anybody, I don't, it's really, really rare that you find a person that looks in the mirror and says, wow, I'm perfect. And it's like, where do you fall on that spectrum? Is it just like, oh shit, maybe I could lose a couple pounds, or maybe I don't like how many people? And that's the thing is like, like when you talk about the spectrum, how many people do you think wake up and look in the mirror and say, "Wow, I'm perfect"? What percentage do you think that is? I think it's almost nobody. I don't even think (laughs) that's what I'm getting at when I say this. Like, I don't even think narcissists feel that way. They know something's wrong. Like, I'm honestly like, I know I'm an attractive guy. (laughs) Wow, I like to flex it. I really like to flex it like, and I do. And it's, and I know it's, I know it's a cockiness. I know it's a narcissistic trait. That's a very negative trait, but like I'm all, whenever I'm around people, like whenever there's the opportunity and they say something like that's a slip and I'm like, Oh, what do you mean? And like, and I got, I got work the other day. Someone said like, Oh yeah, no, I need you over here. And it's just like, hey, everybody needs me. <laughs> you know? And it's just, it's silly when we talk about the narcissistic aspect, but oh, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. I got you. That's okay. Uh, look, we, Pick we, it up where I left. We off, all we, we, we all agree that like you can do whatever the hell you want with with your body. Now, when it comes to this movie. Bright Eyes gave us a statistic. Bright Eyes, is that right? 1.13%? He had to give the people who are actually I, comfortable in their skin. I think he made up a number. <laughs> But it actually sounds about right. Yeah, I mean it does because I look. I mean, I think my nose is too big. I got to lose a couple couple pounds. I got to tell you what I think is weird about myself. Everybody feels that. I way. wish my biceps were a little bit bigger. Dude, wait, 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 wait. Did you think? Did you just say you think your nose is too big? Yeah. Look at it. Look at this thing from the side, man. Did you see my fucking snows hitting the wall? Mine's <laughs> twice the fucking size as yours. And I'm way more cocky than you. I'm thinking that every single woman out here that can open their legs wants Corey Walsh. 
are you, Donald Trump now? <laughs> no, I don't grab women by their pussies, dude. Uh, well, not anymore. Uh, <laughs> I expect the women to come to me with their legs spread open. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, with with regards to this film, right? We both watched it, and it does it does pertain to your to your monologue. It actually inspired you to write your monologue. Um, yeah, it was because my monologue originally I was going to write one about traveling on a train. So my feelings are this about what is a woman. Here's what I'll say. You go into this film. First of all, production's really well done. There's actually some kind of humorous parts to it. Um, the, the 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 big takes that I take out of it are, are number one, Matt Walsh has an agenda in this film, right? He's trying to make the not even necessarily trans people, but like he's trying the, to trivialize them and make them look silly. Not, but not, not not even necessarily the trans people themselves, because he and the people at the Daily Wire look at trans people as if they have a mental disorder, right? They they do have some kind of like outside the box um, uh, empathy for them in a weird way. I mean, you you, you might. You might look at it, look at that as if that's like really condescending, and I can understand why you why you would have that okay, opinion. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. So you're saying that their view is condescending because they just they look at the trans community and want to pat them on the head, and right? Say, right. Oh, you, you poor, poor person. Thing, we right. need to help you. You poor thing. You have a you have a you have a mental disorder. And the other thing that this film to me is trying to point out is, uh, it's it's really calling out like the, um. I, almost like this, like industrialized gender identity um, uh, part of society, where it's just made its way all through academia, and it's become kind of this chic thing for kids. You know, like if they don't feel good about themselves, oh hey, just become trans. And there are parts of this film where I watch it and I go, he he does make some decent points. The problem I have with it, and I think you have the same problem, is that I don't always feel like he's doing it in good faith. In fact, most of the time, I don't feel like he's doing it in good faith. But the questions that he asks to, to, to these certain people in academia, and they, 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 they just can't answer them. Now, you can look at it like he's just asking gotcha questions, and I can see that, but I think that's oversimplified. Like, when he just simply asks, what is a woman... And somebody with like a PhD in gender studies can't answer the question. Right. It's interesting to me. It's interesting. That's what, that's what I was kind of getting at. It's like he's coming at these people who are in a environment where they have like you know we talk like the doctors he talks to and stuff. They obviously they're in an environment where they have friends who are a part of these communities. And to just make them lambast them, just to lambast them with these ridiculous questions, you can see them stutter and stumble just to try to answer these questions, but not offend their friends. Right. Right. But I think that's part of the point that he's trying to make too, Corey, which is like, you're more concerned about, this is Matt Walsh's view. This is not me speaking. No, this is the Ben Shapiro right. view. Of right, facts right, right. don't care about your feelings. Exactly. Exactly. Facts don't care about your feelings. Now, whether or not those those are actual facts, this that's not me speaking. But that's the point that Matt Walsh is trying to make in the film. That's what I tried to drive home in the last paragraph of a monologue. Like, and this is something that I've tried to drive home in so many episodes at this point. That like, if somebody transitions. And they're a full-grown adult, and they're making a decision. Don't on their care. Own. Go ahead. And they say, "Well, I'm a woman now." Okay. 
it takes a real special asshole to say, no, fuck you. I know you 10 years ago, you were a man. Fuck off. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? I agree. The, the, the controversial part of this film is when we're talking about sports and we're talking about children. I think those are the two sticking points for me, man, but that's That's it. And that's the Abigail Schreier point. It's like the fact that we can't have this conversation about children getting puberty blockers and children getting surgeries done on them. And, and I, I, I've heard all, I've heard all the arguments. I've heard all the people on Twitter saying, well, actually only 1.24% of children actually get a surgery. doesn't matter. When it's being done at all, my thought is how, in what other walk of life do we look at a young child between the ages of, it doesn't even matter, let's just say four and 15 or 16, and we and we say to them, here's this thing that's going to change the way your life is lived for the rest, this is going to make an irreversible change to your life here you go just make it on your own in what other walk of life do we say that to children other than gender identity i I think it's something that it's okay to talk about right and that 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 was one thing that was actually like super important i think that was a part of this thing that the guy who was uh yeah no it's a guy it's a guy he transitioned he's a man if i'm gonna follow the premise of what i'm saying about how i don't want to be an asshole and talk about people and dead name them and things like that. His name, I forget his name, but before he transitioned, he was a woman. His name was Kelly. And then he transitioned to a man. And he, so as a fully tra- transitioned trans person, he was talking about the negative effects of the surgeries. And at what point, where is this line so blurred that? the trans community is attacking their own to where someone who fully transitioned like Scott Nugent superficially. If nobody told me that that was a trans person, I would have bumped into him in the supermarket and I'd be like, Oh, sorry, dude. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it's, he was a fucking man superficially, Mm -hmm. but internally he was still facing demons the same demons as someone who hasn't transitioned. And then, I mean, and he was talking about the negative effects of this. And I think that the negative effects of these surgeries are important. And that like, I'm not transphobic, right? They should be discussed. I'm a hundred percent removing all of the gates for someone who wants to transition and somebody who thinks that they're in the wrong body to give them the space to like, not only be comfortable, but vocalize that. I also think we need to really talk about the negative effects that the fact that at seven to 10 years after someone gets a transition surgery, that seven to 10 years after someone gets a transition surgery, suicide rates skyrocket. I need to talk about how Lupron, the drug that's pushed on kids uh, to help them suppress hormones and they call it reversible when it's not, mm. it's the same drug that they use to castrate pedophiles. Mm-hmm. And that's and, true. That's true. That's all in the film. Matt Walsh says all of that, and it's all true. It's all real. Right. And so those things helped me like solidify my certain apprehensions towards this. But most of it, it kind of like upset me because of the fact that when it's a full grown adult, let them make their own goddamn decisions 100%. about their life. Yep. hundred percent. Sports sports like, like on the 
macro scale sports when it comes to society, it's very trivial. But on the micro scale, it's also something that is like very based on sex. No, but Corey, it's it's and that nobody not. wants to talk about the fact that like transgender women who were born as men and let their bodies evolve and adapt as men male based puberty. on biology, yeah. male puberty, years old, join women's sports that even as trivial as these sports are. Transgender men are coming in and they're negating biological cis women from getting scholarships to go to school because there's men and we can argue whether or not it was good in faith and bad faith. And it might've been a man who was really, really, really good, but wasn't good enough to a man's standards, but could supersede a woman's standards in sports ridiculously. Mm Mm-hmm. That we need to look at this and we need to, if gender is a specter, if gender is on a spectrum. Phil Spector? Yeah, no, gender is on a spectrum. Then there needs to be a basis that simple biology shows that the anatomy of a man, a man's body and a woman's body are very, what's the word? There's no nuance to it. It's very... I can't think of the word. They're just obvious binary. Yeah, they're just obvious. Men's and women's bodies are very binary. And based it, on billions of years of engineering, that as a society, we always talk about how oh we're above animals, we're above this. You know, like humans talk about how nature, like we act like we're above nature. We have this weird ego to where humans and their identities, we think we're separate even though we're the same as nature as evidenced by COVID that like a simple virus can really knock out a shit ton of us. We're on this weird sort of ego trip to where we think we're above nature to where like all of the other animals who are based on the same composition are the same as us. Like when it comes to a lion or a fucking rat or anything, like it's DNA, like it's, it's DNA. Like you're programmed a certain way. And us as humans are as well, but we have a conscious and you can call it stone ape theory. I don't know. And then you people talk about how our consciousness deviated from our DNA of like our instincts and stuff like that. And sure. That's a part of our society. We are conscious that uh, we have this weird, like ego identity going on in our heads. That's completely separate from our human bodies but we're still trapped in these human bodies and that you can identify as anything because you can use cognitive dissonance. You can use science. You can use anything to explain to any sort of thing that like negatively affects your opinion. And like, if you came to me tomorrow, Dan, and you said, I'm a, I'm a woman. I'd accept that. I'm not going to do that, (laughs) but I'm saying I'd accept it. I mean, but what I'm saying is like the identity and like the chemical balance and the 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 most like the most basic functions of the brain when it comes to chemicals and neuron functions and stuff like that. It's different and it's completely separate from the physical body that you're in. And I don't, and I will vehemently say that I accept who you are based on your identity and based on who you are, but. 
that meat shell that you're in. Your identity could be anything you want. The body you're in that you're using to maneuver through this earth on this rock that's just fucking hurling through earth at thousands of miles an hour doing our best. And that even though whatever you think you're experiencing the same sunrise and sunset as someone who's comfortable in their skin, you're still in a body that was designed by biology to either do one thing or the other. Corey, that was the most epic drunken rant that I have ever heard. (laughs) It was good though, right? (laughs) Did it make sense? I am drunk. (laughs) But did it make sense? Everybody I feel knows. like I was on such a good goddamn roll right there. You were. You repeated yourself a few times, but it is what it is. Uh, but does it make sense? It does make sense. And it actually kind of speaks to... It's too. like, if we're going to accept the idea that, like... Because right now, there's, like, the, the wave behind transgenderism and the LGB community is spirituality. That's the next one. That's the next big counterculture wave. And I'm telling you, that's what's about to happen. I'll probably be more and healthy. When we talk about the idea that we all are just energy moving through space and things like that, and it's like, okay, then let's talk about that. Let's talk about how we're all just energy and things. So it's like, I'm sorry that the dice of nature and like the how fucked up it is, the dice landed to where you're in the body that you don't agree with. I accept you as a woman. I accept you, you as someone you who is upset that they're in the wrong body that they are. But when it comes down to things like kids and when it comes down to things like sports, it doesn't matter who you think you are. It's like putting yourself in a sports car of a four cylinder fucking Ford Fusion that I drive right now or a fucking Dodge Viper. And it doesn't matter who you think you are inside of that vehicle. That vehicle is designed to do different things. And we have to accept that and also accept the fact that people's souls and identities are different than the meat skins that they're stuck in, I guess. Very fair. Very fair. I don't remember what the hell I was going to say next. (laughs) I don't know. I went off on a real tangent there. I probably talked for like five minutes because I'm really trying to drive home the point that it's like, I accept the trans community. I get it. I get the idea that you're fucking thinking you're fucked because you're stuck in the wrong thing. And that like we all, and it's just something that we've always all done there. We talk about, Oh, my body. Oh, my brain. Oh yeah. My eyes are fucking up. I need glasses. Oh yeah. I put a tattoo on my arm. Like like if people talk about their bodies as a possessive objective thing. Tattoos are a great example, right? Like a tattoo, right? A tattoo, piercings, tattoos, haircuts, hair, dyeing your fucking hair. How trivial do you want to get, Dan? A tattoo artist won't touch a child, right? Why? Why would a why would a a a transition? I don't even know what they're what they would be called, but why would a transition surgeon touch a child? Because the trans community is the first marginalized community that has a monetary value based on it. Well, that's true. And that's another thing that Scott Nugent said, $70,000 a pop at, at, at a, what did he say, five uh, five children's hospitals. Now, we haven't looked into that. I don't know how true that is. I don't know how many kids are actually getting you know, bottom surgeries or even top surgeries. But I, 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 all I know is you see the stuff on TikTok all the time, at least of the top surgeries. So they are happening. At, oh, I also, yeah, no, you're degree. right. Yeah. 
And so now I'm looking at my notes for what is a woman. And to top it off, I really want to say I'm really pissed that Matt Walsh has the same sunglasses as me. <laughs> In that first scene, he literally had the same exact Ray-Bans. I oh, think it's these ones right here. When he's fishing? These Ray-Bans are the same exact goddamn Ray-Bans. And he's kind of got he's a similar beard. Scene, His is a little and more he has the same yours. haircut. And he has the same goddamn beard and the same goddamn last name as me. I was I was gonna say, do you have the same fishing rod? No, I don't. We don't have the same fishing rod. I I have a very nice fishing rod that does not be the same as his. That actually catches fish. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm a terrible fisherman, but my rig is just a lot more expensive than his. Well, that's you, know, you rub it in his face. Why don't you? You know what you should do? I will. I will. I'll tell you, fuck off. Well, actually, no, I can't because he said in his fucking thing, he goes, I'm not a good fisherman. Dude, do you you really? It's like, and I saw him, I'm like, neither am I, homie. Like, and I got that. I was like, I love fishing, but I I don't ever catch fish. You realize what we have to do now, don't you? We have to groom groom up your beard. We have to dye your hair a little bit. And we have to dress you up like Matt Walsh and take you out in public. Should we just try to make me look as much? Should we literally do what the guy from Hope uh, from Bum Fights did on Doctor Phil what? to Matt Walsh? Because like the guy in Bum Fights when they when they tried to bring him out, so the guy in Bum Fights is literally just he made he made a bunch of money on just paying a bunch of fucking mentally ill and substance like addicted people who are fight each other, homeless, and he yeah. recorded it and he put it on. Online, right? Bum fights, yeah, Everybody's yeah. Bumfights.com. Remember that shit? Remember mm-hmm. that shit? Two thousand five internet was wild. <laughs> and so when Doctor Phil tried to call him out, the fucking guy showed up with a wig cap on and everything, and he was dressed as Doctor Phil. <laughs> we have to dress you up like Matt Walsh, and then and then debate Matt Walsh. Yes, Matt ba- debate I'm- Matt Walsh as Matt Walsh. <laughs> it's like. Well, we don't have the same first name, but we're probably related. So listen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> listen here, brother. Uh, did you have, do you have anything else to add? Because th- the last thing I'm going to say is, since this is the last time we're going to have, this probably isn't the last time we're going to talk about about gender identity, but it's going to be the last time for a while. We're going to take a we're going to take a nice break here. Uh, look, kids and sports are a conversation that need to be had, but that doesn't having that conversation doesn't make you a transphobe. And if it does, in your eyes, you and I, we're probably not going to have a good faith, good faith, nuanced conversation. And I think you would yeah, agree with that, honestly, sentiment, Corey. Next week, I want to tap into this and have another 20-minute conversation, but I have to pee so bad. We got. We got, Are we, are we going to bounce? We can bounce. Tell the people where to find us. I don't know. What else do we need? Uh, all we had that we didn't get to was our newest troll on Facebook, but that we can wait for that. Uh, we had uh, Trudeau and Newsom. And then I think that was it. You've all these. This is the first time that I ever feel like we have to cut short because I have to pee. That's it's usually fine. you. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. We're we're in almost an hour and a half in. We'll be fine. Well, we're good. Just search. <laughs> just search at libservative or at libservative pod on podcast platforms and social media, and you'll you'll find us. It's we're not that hard to find. No. Okay. All right. So real quick, go ahead. Libservative podcast. He's going to get it right. We're on all social media. <laughs> what would you just say? You're going to get it right. You're going to get it 100% right. Maybe, maybe not. Dude, I literally, my back teeth are floating. Uh, <laughs> Libservative podcast is found on all your social media and podcast platforms. We are found on Facebook at Libservative Podcast. We are found on 
Twitch or Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at LipsertivePod. We are found on TikTok at Lipsertive Podcast. If you want to read our trans our transcripts for our uh, monologues, it's on lipsertive.podcast. or lipsertivepodcast.wordpress.com. You can reach out to us directly at lipsertivepodcast or lipsertivepod at gmail.com. Like, follow, and share, and join the conversation. Uh, like, follow, and share to to join today to join the conversation now with new posts. What do I say you typically in our post? New post with daily. New post daily. With new posts daily and new episodes weekly, join today to be a part of the conversation now. Don't be a dick. He's been Corey Walsh. And he has been Dan Griffin. This has been Libservative. And we're out of here. We the people cannot stand that.